Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. All right, Dion Lee, <laughs> Givenchy, and all the rest. What have you got for me, Matichevsky? <laughs> Strap in because we are back, back again. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Message on the Machine. My name is Age. And I'm Mitch. And this week we are here to give you all the ins and outs of all things fashion and styling. Yeah, well, it's just been um, Met Gala Monday. Sure has. First Monday in September this year. Yeah. Um, but we decided that, you know, we were going to talk about that on the show and realised we're definitely not, don't have the clout that we probably oh, need. Got the whiteboard out and thought, great. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Givenchy and all that. Yeah, all the all those great brands, <laughs> all the big names. So instead, we have got the amazing Aaron Mitchell, who is a stylist based in Melbourne. Mm. Aaron is just a young gun, a bit like us, yeah. working in the industry. But he's done some really amazing stuff to date. He's worked with brands like Tony Bianco, Cilio, a lot of other brands that. I'm sure Aaron covers in the episode that I obviously can't think of right now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, it's a pretty bumper app. We've, we've got through a lot. We even did a bit of a shoot toot and boots on the Met Gala and a few of those looks, which I think is obviously quite important given yeah. the fact of we're obviously experts <laughs> in fashion as I sit here in my undies. <laughs> so without any further ado, unless you have any more wisdoms you'd like to drop at me i think it might be a good time to bring in aaron absolutely grab the steamer (laughs) and freshly press this shit out let's go go. those tights (laughs) welcome to the studio mr aaron mitchell stylist to the gods extraordinaire is that a fair intro would you say on the pulse (laughs) of the latest trends and whatnot a bit of a um local McQueen <laughs> in the making, exactly I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. How are you? Welcome. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be here. We're excited <laughs> to have you. We Extremely are so. hoping that by the end of this episode, Mitch will probably finally have a bit of fashion sense. Well, I've come, I've dressed up for you today, as you can see. Yeah, you look great in your hoodie. <laughs> hoodie and my bed socks. Oh, good. Thank God he can't see those <laughs> under the camera. So, Aaron, we have you in, obviously, this week to discuss all things fashion and styling and all mm-hmm. the rest of it and all the things that you do. Um, you and I, obviously, are quite good friends. We've known each other for a while now. Do you want to tell our lovely listeners how we actually met? I would love to tell our lovely li- your lovely listeners <laughs> how we met. Well, they're all of ours today, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So Adrian and I met on a dating app. Um, I was. <laughs> did you actually? I didn't know this. Yeah, we really did. And oh, hello. We hit it off right. No, we didn't. I had a flu, and I was bedridden for like three days prior to our first date. We walked around the Maribyrnong River. That's right. Yeah. We obviously didn't kiss. No. I was snotty that's right i remember this i was going through that phase where i was borrowing my friend's dog for go for walks with boys you love um you know a damaged good don't you i love a pooch accessory that's (laughs) not actually mine (laughs) can we talk about that is that going to be on trend soon live handbags absolutely animal (laughs) absolutely bring back tinkerbell in the handbag please yeah (laughs) um no and then a second date with some wine we made out in the car did you cross swords yeah no. Oh, no, sorry. That wasn't a yep to the crossing of the swords. <laughs> that was a yep to the wine. Yes, I agree. Yes. Um, flutters, not really. No, we didn't um, flutter. We didn't. Which, can I just say, can we just unpack that for a minute? Being gay, obviously, we are. it's very common for us to also go on dates with people who also could be our friends, mm-hmm. which now we are friends. Do you think the flutter is like the alarm bell that you need to know whether it's going to be a friend or it's going to be a boy and love interest? Everyone I've ever been on a date with usually ends up being a friend of mine. So, (laughs) (laughs) and did you get any flutters? Still waiting. (laughs) Okay. So we could be onto something. I think, I think it can go either way. Like you can, a flutter can grow and a flutter can even be there before you meet the person and disappear as soon as you sit down with them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm. So no flutters between the two of you. And was it decided basically after you passed in the car that was that? The story's actually just beginning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it gets good. <laughs> so I was... Nervous. <laughs> f- 
I was finishing work one day and he was messaging me saying, I'm going to come over and we're going to watch a movie and we're going to try out your popcorn machine. <laughs> no, did I get that right? I think I got that Fuck, right. Fuck, I'm smooth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, here we smooth go. Rick. Mind you, I lived, I lived at home. So that was like inviting himself into my house for a bang session. Yeah, no. to, and meet the parents with Mama Jocks just downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, maybe not. Let's go for an ice cream or something and hang out in the car because that's a little more up my alley. And when I turned him down, he said, "Wow, you're a bit of a Disney princess, aren't you?" Because <laughs> the thought of having a boy come over to my family home at eight thirty at night was, you know, oh, you're a prick. I was literally just thinking then. Oh, sorry, ice cream and. Car sesh. I'm like, I'm not 13. And then you know, it turns out I just called you a Disney princess. I didn't remember that part. So, mm, I, yeah. Obviously, I remember it well. Something stuck with you there, obviously. Bit of a cunt. Yeah. So, apologies. I'll, um, I'll show own yourself it. out. You know? yeah. And he did. We showed each other out and we didn't speak for like months. That's right. Because you, you were mad at me. I remember for a I period. was. I was so unimpressed with that comment. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, knowing you, makes total sense <laughs> that you just don't take anything i say seriously that's right or yeah. listen at all really <laughs> and then i think it was christmas day 2018 Ooh, we God, i sent a really snapchat the... or you replied to a story or something like that you've really got the archives out here, yeah. don't you? christmas day 2018 <laughs> i was wearing because no, i remember where i was floral <laughs> it was a nice 24 degrees we just sat down for lunch uh, and what happened what did i do uh, I don't know, We you replied to a story or I sent a snap or something like that and the conversation flowed and... Oh, we've, so we've rekindled we, in the we holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. Under the egg, not... Under the mistletoe. <laughs> the mistletoe. <laughs> well, we know about Adrian that his real only requirement for a man is that they're well-dressed. So it makes sense that you'd rekindle at some point. Well, that's right. Turns out I couldn't even keep the stylus. It's so. <laughs> a real issue. Anyway. So before we jump into the rest of the show. Yes. Question we always ask a guest when they come on. What was the last thing that you Googled? Um, it was a recipe for a lemony asparagus risotto. <laughs> oh, that sounds actually quite divine. It's yeah. actually so good. It's bad piss smell I'm though. I'm sorry. It's a little non-exciting. No. I mean, we are in lockdown, so... That's as bad as exciting as it's going to get Literally. Right yeah. It's either that or you're Googling porn. They're yeah. the two, you know? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Disclose what you wish on this show. Adrian, what was the last thing you Googled? The last thing I Googled actually was um, Kmart, click and collect, mm-hmm. another lockdown common staple yeah thread (laughs) um for everyone who's following the journey i've just moved into my new place in port melbourne so you know when you just realize you're like fuck i don't have this don't have that bit of tchotchke required just little things like a couple of command hooks yeah for new paintings extension leads etc okay just things that make the house run yeah that you realize you turn a house into a home that's right beautiful yeah that was me what was yours um it was a it was cinderella dress Uh uh-huh the big, big blue yeah, the big blue number. Yeah. Um, just because I was watching the new Cinderella with Camila Cabello. Yep. Um, Sean Mendez's beard um, last night. And <laughs> God, I can't wait for that day. I mean, finally. Any day now. Owns up to the truth. <laughs> um, and the dress in that movie is so awful. Oh, I thought you were going to say nice. No, it's shocking. Like, really bad. And I was watching it with my housemaid and I just had to pull up the actual good dress and be like, this is what it should look like. <laughs> wow. And we'll have to send it over to Aaron yeah, for a I'd critique. Like see, yeah, for a review. Yeah. yeah. We'll get you to write a piece on it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tell all. <laughs> An expose. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. So let's throw to you, Aaron. Let's get into why you're obviously here today. So couple things that are going on in the world that we thought would be a great time to get you in we've just had the met gala Mm -hmm. Mm. i think the world hopefully we're hoping it's opening up soon and events and things are coming back racing season's also coming up so oh god tell me about it it's hopefully we'll start caring about what we're actually wearing again soon it's not fashions on the front door (laughs) hopefully you start caring about what you're wearing (laughs) there's the zing um so we thought it'd be a great 
time to get you in as a stylist to talk all things fashion and sort of what's going on in the world. But I guess also give us a nice little insight into what it's like to work as a stylist, because I guess straight off the bat, some people just might not even know what really what that is yeah, and what's absolutely. involved. So I'm going to throw to you. Yeah. Tell me about it. How did you, what is, what does a stylist do? Look, so I kind of have fingers in all different pies at the moment between editorial, commercial and personal styling. Okay. Um, I guess depending on where your career takes you after you've kind of established yourself, if it is kind of with this breadth that I have at the moment, you can take one route more predominantly than the other. Yeah. Um, so kind of at the moment, it's working with brands and um, agencies and um, companies and whatever it might be to kind of put together a campaign or you know, photo shoot, create test shots for models and other photographers, mm-hmm. um, change other people's personal style, whether they're a, you know, a stay-at-home mum or, you know, a new... Bit of a queer eye situation. Absolutely, a bit of a queer eye situation. That's so, so it's quite vast then, really. If you're doing, right. like, personal wardrobe edits all the way through to, like, big, you know, covers of Vogue, Absolutely. essentially. So that's like, where I am at the... Not at covers of Vogue just yet. <laughs> But that watch kind this of face. yeah, watch this face. Um, bit of everything. So obviously, one day when I kind of find my niche, you yep. take down, go down one path rather than all of them. But I mean, some stylists are just full time in ecom, so they'll just shoot, you know, looks all day that are styled together to sell to a consumer. Yeah, yeah right. And that might be there forty hours a week, whereas mine starts at you know, seven o'clock in the morning and goes until midnight some nights researching and sourcing and emailing and whatever it might be. And then photo shoots that are 12 day, 12 hour days. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Long days for you, darling. They can be. Yes. God, your skin looks great though. Somehow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me about my skincare routine. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know how does one even like kind of come to this fruition that this is what you want to do? Because I guess, it's kind of a niche and it's not like, you know, yeah. daddy, I want to grow up one day and be a fireman. It's quite, you know, daddy, I want to grow up one day and be a stylist. I want to grow up one day and suck dick. <laughs> daddy, particularly yours. No, I'm just oh <laughs> um, tell us how does, how did this come about for you? Because obviously I have known you for a while and I know that you weren't always a stylist. No, yeah. So tell us a little bit, what were you doing before that? So I was an elite acrobatic gymnastics coach, choreographer and judge. That one's a Holy shit. Can yeah. we just unpack that for a minute? Because I that's gone straight over a few of our listeners' heads. Yes. So it was it's a an elite sport that is not in the Olympics. It's huge across Europe and America. Um, not so much in Australia, but it's growing like really crazy. Yeah. Um, and I kind of worked my way up in the last five years through this role, um, kind of from just coaching young recreational kids, um, kind of all the way up until going to Vegas and Belgium and judging elite, you know, athletes from across the world at world championships and world cups and everything. And yeah, choreographing these routines, which essentially just brings all the skills together in a creative routine. So that consumed Mm. everything for like, you know, 50 hours a week, every week, it was a crazy role, but kind of the segue into styling was the lockdown. Like everyone kind of had some sort of epiphany and mine was, I'm making other people's dreams a reality, which is great. And I was so happy to do that. And I love doing that. Mm-hmm. But where's mine? It's time to yeah. do something for me. That's right. And it was like this weird feeling of fashion is a passion of mine. And if I do that as a job, I might lose the passion. That was my yeah. reasoning. Interesting. Like, it was like self-sabotage. It was like, don't get into it because you love fashion. Like I didn't, save millions of tabs about acrobatics and dance routines and all this. And I didn't have my like favorites on Instagram and like follow all these pages. Like it wasn't, it didn't consume my life. Fashion did, but I was like, that's separate. I hold that separate. Yeah. That's what I love external to my career. Yeah. So let's not mix the two. Mm. And then I just kind of had this like, yeah. Awakening where I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like yeah. do that and love what you do every day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Never work a day in your life. That's absolutely. right. Absolutely. I actually right. think I remember the moment where, and we were out for coffee yeah. and we were talking about it and we were like, we were chatting and you were feeling like that roadblock feeling of like, you know, where you were and where you wanted to go. 
And I think like, what, a week or two later after we had that chat, you were like, I'm enrolled in the course. That's right. If I'm being honest, it was watching a few episodes of The Bold Type that pushed me over the edge. Really? Interesting. As kitschy as that sounds, I was watching a few episodes and there's a stylist in the the show as a main character. And yeah, I was... Like, that's what I want to be. I want to be and here. I, and I am. There's yeah. a record for everyone. The yeah. bold type. <laughs> if you're looking to get into the glamorous world of styling. Absolutely. For some inspiration. And so how did that start then for you? What was the step into this world that you now inhabit? Yeah, look, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> well, you big beast. <laughs> you stylish beast, you. Thank, thank you for that. Um, I guess styling, there's no set career path. It's not like, um, you know, you go through the primary school to go to high school to go to uni to get your job or your degree and you know work mm. your nine to five job in the career or whatever it's not set like that um no, not like the clear-cut world of podcasting you know it's, it's yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah um so for me i decided to study a course so um i enrolled with the australian style institute and kind of got the ball rolling there and they've been amazing and obviously you know the everything i've learned from them but also just the mentoring that I've been able to get and the contacts and the just general discussions that you don't have just day to day, like with the people that you surround yourself with. So it's putting yourself in an environment with like-minded people to kind of bring you up if you need it and talk to you when you're down or help you through a hard, you know, week or a lull in work or whatever Mm. it might be. So Mm. that's kind of how it all started and the ball got rolling. I was signed to an agency, um, started the networking process and working with different talent and yeah it's not what you know isn't it yeah it really it really isn't it's i always used to hate that saying yeah but now that i'm on this side of it it's like it it does have this stigma attached to it but it's true it's 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 not Mm. what you know it's who you know and i think building those relationships can create something beautiful and for me now is a career Mm. yeah yeah absolutely you want to be that person who is you know who people think of when yeah. they, you know, when they need a stylist. So Absolutely. they need someone in that niche. Like that's, you want to be that. And you don't become that by just making sure you've got the piece of paper. You've got a network. And you've Absolutely. Got a, yeah. So, well, at the it, start, I reached out to people who left me on red and never applied to me to help me through mm. just as simple as a question of, Hey, I'm thinking about becoming a stylist. Where should I go? Do you have any recommendations? So I now, knowing the importance of networking, being mm. on the other side of it with some success behind me after the past year or however long it's been, when someone comes to me and says, hey, I'm new, can we work together? Can I assist you? You leave um, one red. Absolutely. <laughs> Circle of I life. do to them what, I, what was done to <laughs> yeah. me. No, I help them up and I lift them up and I bring them along yeah. too in, in whatever way I can, whether it's just a short reply to kind of help them, you know, find a contact or whether it's to bring them along to a photo shoot to help me on a big campaign. So yeah, yeah it's important. It goes both ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We noticed that when we started, we sent a message to a big podcaster mm. um, and she sent us this super long voice memo back and yeah. was like, just keep going, guys. It's going to be yeah. tough. And isn't it amazing? Yeah. 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 And yeah. she was like, and it was so great because like, and she even said in the voice memo, like, sorry, I have to send you this because I don't have a lot of time to write everything back. But like, this is what you need to know. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Good luck out there kind of thing. And yeah. We were just and it like, just oh. means so much more. Yeah. So much. And we, and it is that circle of life too. Like I have had other people reach out to us being like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this or what should I do? And like, it's actually really nice to feel like you actually have some knowledge to pass on and help someone else. Totally. I found. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, okay. So we're at the Styling Institute of Australia. Is that right? Australian Styling Institute. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We've, we're qualified. We've got our piece of paper. Mm-hmm. We're at the agency. Where where did you begin? Like, what was some of the first sort of work that you were doing? Because I imagine it would have been quite hard to sort of just start from scratch. Yeah. I mean, at the start of it all, my hustle was still being a acrobatic gymnastics coach and styling on the side. Yeah. So I think the biggest... <laughs> It's just a great mix, isn't it? It's the most <laughs> random mix. I've it's done a long it all. LinkedIn bio, that's for sure. Absolutely. So basically, what I'm looking for, uh, just so you know, at the end of this, I would like like a Zoom tutorial on dance, and then a Zoom tutorial on t- styling that we could just sort of, you know, put put yeah, together. Absolutely. You desperately need. I was going to say because Mitch doesn't know how to rub two left feet together. <laughs> I don't think that's a saying, but. <laughs> right. Um, so still working as an acrobatic gymnastics coach and trying to like hustle with styling on the side and do a 40 hour week plus 
everything else I needed to do to run my own business and network and make contacts and whatever else it was. And I think the biggest and most important step I made was just quitting that job and getting a job in retail. Mm-hmm. Because while it might have been a step backwards for, you know, actual a, a salary or um, the idea of just going and working retail. Title. It, exactly. Yeah. It was so much bigger than that. It yeah. was one step back, two steps forward. Totally. Mm-hmm. I learnt body shapes and people's spending habits and what people are looking for and my market and, you know, just clothes and the their make and the yeah. percentage of synthetic in there and what that means, what that looks like and where they're manufactured and if a button's bought from here versus a button bought from there, like it just mm. opened up this whole new world to me. And again, surrounding myself with like-minded people and then that's when the ball started rolling faster and faster and faster and giving myself the freedom to say, hey, I'm casual. I need a day off today because I've got a big photo shoot coming up. Is mm-hmm. that okay? Mm-hmm. Gave myself that flexibility and here we are. Amazing. I yeah. imagine there's probably not that many people working retail who are studying body shapes and buttons. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> while they're on the shop, while they're on the shop floor. Well, I will say, like the retail gig, I think you ended up actually changing, didn't you, and getting like a, a gig as a stylist with David Jones, Correct, right? Yes. Which is still like technically in retail, but it's still an amazing step in the right direction for yeah. where you wanted to go. And DJs, it's is not DJs. Maya, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, I worked as a personal shopper and stylist at David Jones, Burke mm. Street. So again, like all kind of, I guess you could say walks of life, like women, men from, you know, 19 year olds who are graduating and need a suit for their first job or a woman who's gone through a major life change and needs a whole new wardrobe and it's go off sis absolutely and she did (laughs) (laughs) every time every time um so yeah it was amazing it was like what you would get running your own business kind of looking for clients day in day out i got that 35 hours a week Mm. so just client after client style consultation after style consultation built that um like repertoire, I guess you could say. Yeah. And then that didn't align for me anymore. Yeah. So I've left that job behind. Mm-hmm. But what I've taken from that is just... Mm. I relate to this so much in terms of like coaching work because it's like a, your practice, right? Like That's right. At the beginning, all the work that you do for free with like people you know and things like that, just like not just because you want to do it, but because you're looking for that practice and like just getting that confidence to be like, no, I know what I'm doing, especially with like a new skill that you, you know, it's left of, you know, your usual education that you undertake, like, you know, outside of work hours and blah, 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 that kind of extracurricular, like when you get confident enough at it that you're like, no, I am this now and I can do this. It changes your like whole outlook and your, you know, I remember when I started as a coach, I was like, yeah, I'm just studying coaching on the side. Like, (laughs) like still a bit like, yeah, you need the confidence and the balls to say, I am a coach or I am a stylist. Yeah. And I say I am a stylist, but to be honest with you, I still work my retail job to make ends meet because Mm. my styling gig doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. So, but to me, like in terms of like a all encompassing life career, long-term goal i am a stylist therefore Mm. that's how i see myself right Mm. now that's how i introduce myself that's what i am Mm. yeah i remember the day i put in my bio that i was a coach on instagram and i was like oh he called me about it i was shitting myself i actually was shitting myself because it was like you think you're an imposter but well it was literally it's imposter syndrome it was like i'm telling the world that i am this now and it's like and i can't come, come back from it and i have to own it if I'm going to do something like that kind of thing. And it's like, no one gives a fuck. No one even notice if it's in your bio. Let's get serious. But mm. what it means for you. Yeah, it's huge. Putting yourself out there. It's yeah. But it's important. It's a huge step in your own mm. personal growth. Absolutely. Or career growth. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you know, from the beginnings at David Jones, personal shopping, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You've been going from strength to strength ever since. We've all been watching it from the sidelines very proudly. Could you tell us about some of like your highlights from your career so far? Um, to be honest with you, in a really, you know, cheesy line here, every time I finish a photo shoot or a job with a client or whatever, I recently, and I see that my goals have come through, mm-hmm. I like sit in my car and like shed a few tears because I'm like, that is exactly what I wanted to be. And I just did it. Yeah. And it's not until... You know, we've called rap for the day and I've gotten in the car and I've packed everything away and I'm driving home and I'm like at a red line. I'm like, oh my God, like this is what I 
like dreamed of doing and I'm doing it. Like I mm. made it happen. Mm. So it's like, it's all those little things day to day that I see yeah. and appreciate. And that's where I recognize that I've got, you know, success. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's, it's relative. You measure it how you want, but I mean, there was a, there was a day where I had literally nearly a hundred thousand dollars worth of stock in my car that I'd loaned from brands. And I was like, God, this is my success. Yeah. The fact that I've come from nothing in this world to something that I can carry designer brands from like across the world in my backseat for a job that I'm styling personally, mm. like that to me is success. Not necessarily the brand itself or the money I get for it or, mm. you know, the exposure that comes with it. It's not that. It's those little things that um, just make your, I guess, that imposter syndrome, like they validate you. And that's totally. when you feel special. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, on a serious note, when I learned from YSL and we had emails back and forth to Paris, I mean, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, drop some names. Yeah. I was right, going to say, right. now give me the real tea. Yeah. So the hundred grand, who was in the backseat? Yeah, yeah. We had George Jensen. We had Golden Goose. We had Anna Thomas. We had, we had it all. Yeah. So God. that was a shoot with 80 Collins Street, which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, on that, is there like a particular brand or like model or like job that you've worked on that has been like really put you on the map i know like a bit of a pinch me moment yeah i know i'm asking that quite leadingly because mm-hmm. i obviously <laughs> as every good interviewer should yeah obviously i know that you recently signed a deal with tony bianco which mm-hmm. is pretty huge so yep. you are now the stylist for a lot of their Campaigns, work yeah yep. so talk me through how that um so i was quite new to the industry when it all started happening but um i guess they liked what they saw with the little amount of work that i'd done so far yeah Gave me the chance and, you know, ran with it. And I think it's a perfect combination of creatives all together because they see what they want their shoe to look like. But also because it's a shoe, the apparel isn't... The The apparel... No apparel has to be featured because it's... It's not the focus. It's not the story. Do you know what I mean? So what my job is, is selling a whole outfit. So you're going to buy this shoe from Tony Bianco but you're also going to see how to style it. Mm-hmm. So it's like selling this dream almost. Um, mm. And that's why I've thrived so much in it because I'm putting together full outfits that I love because I have creative reign over the outfits. Yeah. Okay. So if I worked with, you know, um, I don't know, Nike, they would give me a pair of shorts and a tank top and I have to put them together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's no creativity. There's no flair. Yeah. There's no... Um, Nothing exciting. So I guess the shoes, you're just building up from the shoe. Exactly. Yeah. So basically you're saying that if the shoe was styled with, you know, a foul foul sort of dress, an ugly, you know, hair and makeup, earrings, Mm -hmm. et cetera, the shoe wouldn't sell. Yeah, yeah, because my job is to sell the dream. You buy it all. Yeah, sell the yeah. dream. I mean, obviously, that's quite obvious. Yeah. Well, good for say. Tony Bianco for um, you know, giving a shot to the little guy. That's right. I'll give him a mm. shout out for that, I think. Yeah. More I'm, of that, I'm, all, I'm so appreciative of any anyone that gives any anyone lesser than them, you know, on yeah. a stature level, an opportunity, because mm. it's happened to me now a few times, and what that can do for you. Like, my business has skyrocketed since that job yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's also in that situation you know spotting talent because you will obviously have an appreciation for tony bianco for the rest of your career knowing how much they've helped you at the start and you know when you're at the met putting everyone in a tony bianco that's right lucky mule (laughs) that's right When little Nas X is wearing <laughs> Tony, Tony Bianco, Bianco. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be thanking you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I guess on that, have you got any goss or like any hot stories behind BTS? We want the tea, basically. All right, I can give you the tea. Yeah, what's gone wrong? Because I'm assuming it's like millions of dollars in the back of the trunk. It's not necessarily, you know... Cars broken down. Oh, no, that's beads of sweat running down your face. See, the problem with this industry is... Like I said to my agent the other day, you need to have a clause written up that you give to stylists to say, you have no idea what the fuck you're getting yourself into. <laughs> this is crazy. There is the, the only glamour in the whole entire thing is the one photo that you get at the end of the, you know, yeah. the three months that you wait for the photos to come through. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> anyway, back to work. And not a single person, aside from the creative team that worked on that, have any idea what went into that. Like, yeah. that's the tea. Like, that is literally, it's just, it's 
gritty and dirty and messy and like sweaty and like styling is fucked. It's crazy. So unpack that for me then. Like if I said to you, all right, let's give him a brief right now, Mitch. Sure. Mottom message on the machine. Mm-hmm. We've what it was. It's our first birthday is coming up. Let's just say hypothetically, if the world was open, we'd have a huge event. We need to be styled. Yeah. Go. Go. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a talk. Okay. My style consultations go for about 30 minutes. Okay. And we're going to kind of unpack you. Ooh. But the difference in my education compared to a lot of other stylists around the world is I have questions that are specially curated to get things out of you that you may not have even said to anybody else. Interesting. The beauty of it is, is you get to say it in confidence like Mm -hmm. you would with a therapist or a doctor or anything else. But I'm going to find why you don't like what you're in currently mm-hmm. and what what I need to know to get you into something that makes you feel incredible. Mm-hmm. But the path to get there is crazy. Like mm. we have strategies standing in front of a mirror to pull things out of you. These are all things that like... Yeah, because it's psychological really a it bit, is. isn't it? It's like the way people perceive themselves and it comes down to even things like body image and stuff uh, like let that. Let me right? ask you a question. Please do. Have you ever noticed how much more special you feel as soon as you put a blazer on yeah absolutely mm. feel like a boss absolutely <laughs> boss. there is so much psychology behind that mm. so if you understand the insides inside out of all of it yeah the magic that you can make mm-hmm. how you can make a person feel is incredible mm. what other items have psychological effects i'm very curious now well you feel like really free and happy when you're wearing a nice flowy romper Absolutely. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dress nice <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> Who the fuck is wearing a flowy romper? Oh, you know, chunky wedge in a romper? <laughs> a um, beach wedge? So well, this sounds like some kind of real patented Aaron Mitchell sort of strat- strategic It's like a coaching session but I know. for fashion. This is intellectual property from the Institute and it's amazing. I'd love to give it to you all. Yeah. But... You know that's theirs, and I've been I've been taught that, and yeah. that's my knowledge to share with my client. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, little things like the difference in the person sitting across from you and how they react to you wearing a turtleneck versus a button-up shirt that's done up to the top button versus a button-up shirt that's the top two buttons are undone. So like the, slutty versus like I'm never going to be able to dress myself again. <laughs> like that that is staring huge. at my top two buttons for three <laughs> hours, being like, oh, what are people going to think? How do I feel? <laughs> How do I feel? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what that can do is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you've psychoanalyzed us. Thirty minute consult. Yeah. And what's next? Um, I'm going to get you in front of the mirror. Yep. I'm going to do confronting. It God. is, but it's also beautiful. Are we nude? I mean, if you want to be, <laughs> most of my clients choose to stay fully clothed. Which I'm, I'm picturing quite happy like, with. <laughs> I'm picturing like you know those the TV shows loser. where I look good naked. <laughs> that, that TV show where everyone's just naked and stand in front of mirrors, everyone's just talking about their body. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm looking. I'm not actually looking at visuals. Okay. I don't. I don't care what size your hips are, or if your tummy's flat Thank or bloated. Nice or, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I need to know is like what I need to know. Okay. Yeah. So I don't need to see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So from there, we're going to go for a shot. We're going to see what we can get you into. We're going to try things that might get you out of your comfort zone, try things that you might hate, but also find things that you'll love. What happens if I am working with a budget? Hypothetically. Then I, then I, work I feel like to your most budget. people would be. So could you take a client to an op shop? Absolutely. Yeah. Great. If you tell me that you need a full wardrobe and your budget is $200, yeah. then I'll make, I'll make it happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's some great stuff in op shops. There is, absolutely. Most you, of my wardrobe And that's is what I mean. Ops. That's Stylist sounds glamorous, but the fact is that's a challenge that I have to it's face. hard work. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I was going to say, I feel like, do you get excited when you hear that? Or would you much prefer, I've got two mil, take me to YSL and everything else under the sun? Honestly, the payoff of how the client feels is more important than the money. Yeah, I don't care answer. where, I, of course, <laughs> I would love to shop at YSL or, yeah. you know, walk down Collins Street for the entire wardrobe edit yeah but that's not a reality but i can tell you the feeling of seeing your client putting an outfit on that you've styled for them knowing in their mind that you've ticked every box it's incredible Mm. it's the best feeling okay that's the payoff and so what are you seeing for us and our vision at this fantasy well i don't think we're 
Are you just desperately looking for some I just, free styling? I was just, <laughs> just about to say, I don't work for free. I also don't style <laughs> friends, so I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> okay, well, I've tried my luck, shoot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about Tony Bianco. Yes. I want to hear some other names. What right. have you got? <laughs> Who have you worked with? <laughs> Mitch is like, cut all the fluff. <laughs> <laughs> I want fucking names and ter- literally. Fatigue. I want receipts. All right. Well, it's gotten pretty glamorous. I'm not going to lie. The like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, there's shit that comes with it all. But when it comes down to it and I'm pulling looks from, you know, straight off the runway from, you know, Saint Laurent or running into George Jensen and them letting me pick any single item in any cabinet in the whole entire store, whether it's diamond encrusted or, you know, a $65,000 necklace, whatever it might be. Have creative reign, take whatever you want. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, going two of everything. Two please. of everything. Thanks. <laughs> one for me, one for you. <laughs> it's all in the back of my car. You now. can ask me about that story later too. <laughs> um, you know, Shanna Besom jewelry and wardrobe NYC and Golden Goose and like we said, Tony Bianco and the looks that we can loan um, for the Tony Bianco shoot, having them in, you know, a Bronx and Bancos dress or mm. um, I mean, I found a fantastic. Um, jeweler constantina um, vintage jewelry she has a extensive collection of all rare vintage jewelry whether it's shivanchi or celine or wow um yeah God. it's it's crazy so so would you say like the brand is kind of where you get your rocks off or would you say it's more styling like the model or like the a client because i know that you've also worked with some really great names in that space as well and i'm yeah. just kind of like which one get your rocks off <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a kick of like, oh, I've just been able to loan this like YSL dress. Or is it like the fact that the YSL dress is on Beck Jard? Oh, I mean, it, it depends. Like obviously working with the client, it all sounds good. And like, yes, you do get a kick out of seeing those things. Um, but it's the final product. Is the product that is going up on the Instagram or the website or on the, you know, poster in the shop. Am I proud of that? Mm-hmm. It can be whatever the fuck dress it wants to be. It could be a $10,000 dress. It could be a $100,000 dress. But if I'm not happy with what's there, then there mm. is no kick. I'm not getting any rocks off. Mm. Yeah. But in the moment, for sure, when I've grabbed this, you know, $20,000 look and this gorgeous model, renowned model is wearing this look, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. it feels incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If you could just manifesting for a minute, yeah. style anyone, Yeah. who would you want to be styling? Um... I mean, I definitely go back and forth on Kim Kardashian. I'd love her to be my vessel for like... <laughs> yeah. Is that... Can yeah. I say that? My yeah. vessel? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Your muse. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's got her own identity, but I'd love to like put my spin on it. That'd mm. be amazing. And to have that exposure would be obviously Huge. incredible. That's mm. not who I um, thought you would say for some reason. Yeah. I think that's my like guilty pleasure. Sure. Yeah. Keeping Somebody... up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to keep up. Um... <laughs> Somebody like, I mean, a, a political um, fuck you or something like AOC's dress at the Met, for example, mm. like something that makes a statement and puts you on the map as the stylist. Um, I don't know. Real, real women with real curves and whether that's, you know, Ashley Graham or um, mm. Precious, like crazy or Adrian. popular model now. <laughs> You're a real woman with real hips and curves, so yes. that'd be a that'd no be padding required. <laughs> do you do any men's styling? I do. It's not my passion. I don't love it as much as women's, but I do 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 it and I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, cool. It's as it's as much as a psychology with the small little um, ins and outs to you know a certain tie for a certain career or like the shoe. Is it a monk strap or is it a lace up? And what does that mean? Like the the details are more minute, yeah. but they mean something. Mm-hmm. Whereas a woman, it's like, let's talk about, is it above the knee or is it a full length gown? Is it a, There's you know, m- is it a ball more. gown? Does it have a split? Is yeah. it a dress? Is it a pantsuit? Is it a yeah. vest? Like, what do you, you know Got what I mean? more to play with. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's where I enjoy putting my energy. Well, a men's one can often just be, are we doing a blue or a red tie today? I was going to say, suit black or dark black? Well, <laughs> like I said, when I worked with David Jones and I had these men come in, they'd say... Here's five grand. Just put me in what I need. And it's like, okay, do you like this jumper? Yeah, great. Okay, well, we'll grab it in the navy. We'll grab it in the forest green. We'll grab it in the light <laughs> yeah. blue and we'll grab it in the white. Done. Done. Now let's do a pant. They're like, easy. and it's that yeah. simple. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, right. Thanks. Thanks. I'll take the five grand. I'm just going to go get some cash out and I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that puts men in a bit of a box there. But, you know, generally speaking. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of men in suits, I did notice recently, which yes. I 
actually I haven't really messaged you about friend to friend bad friend yeah which I'm, I'm one I just want like a snapshot you were at an event recently with a lot of like couples yes well-known couples in from Melbourne yeah suits and ties men kind of like black tie vibes what what was that for um I was lucky enough to be invited to that event it was for bird in hand wine and they were launching a new sparkling wine so oh, right up my alley. Yes, it was right up my alley too. <laughs> right. Um, so it was absolutely stunning. It was completely, our phones were confiscated at the start of the night. Confiscated is probably the wrong word, but we didn't have our phones on us. Hand in. Yeah. Yeah. We handed them in. In, in the bin. In the basket. In the tub. Yeah, that's the right. security man. <laughs> um, so it was kind of like a switch off. Like you weren't allowed to touch your phone. You weren't allowed to show off for all, all of the fancy, you yeah. know, Tableware and drinks, which is and kind of like considering the names that were there, yeah. huge. Like, can we just roll off to just give the listeners a bit of context? Yeah, I mean, we had Beck Judd, Rosalia Russian, um, obviously their partners. Yeah. Um, we had you know people from Home and Away, and um, can I just say Nick Russian, bit of a babe, I think, just quietly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just to, <laughs> is it quietly? My, that's my two cents. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. Um, yes. So basically, the who's I, who of the. Um, Australian media landscape. Yeah, Because you would think that they... The reason, point I'm making is you would think that they would want these influencers or like people with these huge followings to be posting. Yeah. So that's cool that I it was I think unplugged. the point is... Or the point of it was switch off, enjoy your night, mm. and we have an entire team of photographers and videographers absolutely plagued around this place that are going to shoot every single moment in yeah. top quality, yeah, high okay. definition video and photo. Like, And it was incredible. Like the, the shots of... You know, the waiters in their white um, suit jackets walking out with plates of lobster and the little trolley carts with um, caviar bumps and like a a constant top up of your drink and the champagne tower and the dance floor. Like it was all so luxe, so incredible, so opulent. Yeah. And everything was shot perfectly. Yeah. And that's what the thing is. And we got to enjoy every minute of it. Like you get to completely control every bit of content that is coming out of that night. Absolutely. I guess my first follow-on for that is, like I know earlier you mentioned, it's not always glamorous and you're running around with beads of sweat, but I guess there is... And now you're like, so champagne towers and caviar bumps. It's a little bit of both, but I guess it makes me think, like... The day-to-day... Take me back to the dark side, though. Yeah. What's behind all of that? Like, tell me some really horror stories. There's got to be a few. There are definitely glamorous moments amongst it all. Mm. In the most... For the most part, no, it's not. So, (laughs) for example, I did a shoot where... Logistically, it felt perfect. It was organized down to like the my most minute detail. Every stitch, every stitch was <laughs> was hand. Every bead <laughs> was embellished hand. perfectly. No, it was. It we thought it was going to be perfect and seamless for the day. What we didn't realize is I needed about seven assistants to do my job. Right, I kind of got. Um, I wouldn't say the back burner, but it, the the whole every logistic of my job wasn't taken into account. Uh-huh. So I was literally from 8.30 a.m. to about 5 p.m. running up and down um, the CBD, 23 flights in the elevator up and down this, you know, skyscraper, yeah. it, bursting through our hotel room, running, grabbing looks, dropping shit everywhere. Like, I'm always organized. And this place looked like a bomb had hit it. And I had, like I said thousands of dollars of stock and I'm running back and forth and I'm getting downstairs and okay, let's get the model in an next look. That's not the look we need. Okay. Yeah. Oh Run back through the city, up the 23 flights, burst through the Fuck. door, grab all the other stuff. I've got jewelry literally being thrown. I had, I had like boutique bags, the size of like a suitcase that had coats and dresses and rings and watches and, and cause seven this is all pairs borrowed, of shoes. Right? All borrowed. So here I am like, keeping the integrity of every single item. I'm like draping them over my arms and like making sure none of the <laughs> shoes that have been worn are touching the top of the other shoes that haven't. Oh and my scuffs. Yeah. And the worst part, there was a point like, I don't know, five hours into the day and I was a mess. I looked disgusting. I felt horrendous. What do you wear? Can I just say? Because if I'm just... Hopefully like, active a, wear. Well, a stylist can't really just be rocking up in his junners. <laughs> no, honestly, a lot of stylists choose to just... A lot of stylists choose to just show like... I'm the stylist and my work is to style you. And what they wear is, you know, it's not important. For me, it's part of my brand. It's part of how I like to look, how I pitch myself kind of thing. So 
Usually I'll be in like a loafer and a jean or... Perfect you for know, running. <laughs> well, apparently not this day because <laughs> um, my feet were burning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there was one point during the day where I took all of this jewellery. I, I think I said earlier, yeah, a $65,000 necklace that I took off God. with all of these rings and a watch and I held them in my hands standing in the middle of the CBD. I had no idea what to do. And I just walked into the jewelry store that I loaned them from and I handed my hands like over like a peace offering. And I said, I'm so sorry, but could you take these for me? Because I don't know where to put them. And that is like the cardinal sin. Like what? Put it them was in a box horrible. And I literally, I reckon I had, you know when the, the, the sweat runs in your eye and like the saltiness makes it sting. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the lady at the shop, the manager was like, what's going on? I said, I just don't know what to do and I don't know where to put them. And she's like, okay, is everything okay? I mean, it's, it's actually quite so. smart when you think about yeah. it. Because, like, I guess the anxiety is coming from, one, just the value of these products. And, like, if they were to get damaged or, like, lost yeah. or yeah. whatever. Take them to a cash converters. <laughs> yeah. Get them to hold them for a couple of days. Sorry, could you just hold on to this? Put it in the safe box for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it all feels very, like, Devil Wears Prada. Honestly, there are days where I... I do my job and I'm like in the middle of working and I feel like Andy when the Hermes scarves go flying up in the air (laughs) and I swear to God, it's not an exaggeration. That scene is perfection because I have like, when you have full boutique bags with like the ribbon that, you know, you hold on to the little ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they start fucking snapping and then the bag (laughs) falls on the floor and then a shoe box comes flying out and one heel goes one way, one heel goes the other way. They're not made for for industrial stuff. No. And I mean, I've got, I get bruises for days where like, um, coat hangers have like hung off me, like waiting and like, um, elastic bands and end up cutting off my circulation because I put them there for a second. And then five hours later, my hands perp. Like it's so, there's so much to it. Like, you're always on. God. Yeah. Always, there's always something. Maybe you're getting danger pay for all of this. I know. We should have a union. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I guess too, because like you said, you're coordinating with the model, the photographer, whoever else is like involved. Absolutely. Like it's that you're not just there running the show yourself. So it's sort of like, it's hard. Yeah. If someone's yelling at you being like, next. Get me to Chalier. That's right. I have Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> All right, um, so I want to know. Yes. Because obviously I'd like free advice, as we've just realized yeah, in this clearly. show. <laughs> what are some basics that everyone should have in a wardrobe, I guess? like Yeah. I think... If you're doing an edit, where do you start? I think depending on what you do and what your wardrobe is for. Mm-hmm. Is it for work? Like, is that what takes up most of your time? Or is it, do you have like a uniform, so you just need a leisure wardrobe? Let's do casual. All right, let's do casual. I think you need a pair of... Blue jeans, a pair of black jeans, yep. a trouser, a well-fitted trouser, Ooh. or a chino, or whatever that might look like. Write this down, folks. Yeah, yeah. everybody start taking notes. Yes, please. Actually, don't, because you can find me at Aaron's yeah. Styling <laughs> on Instagram. Um, a, a white shirt, a white and a black and a navy t-shirt. Like, oh, just navy. good, yeah, just good, good quality, good <laughs> yeah. quality pieces that... Uh, interchangeable. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. A black jacket, a black coat or a black jacket and a camel coat. Yeah. Keeping a tight, solid capsule wardrobe. And then from there play, like you can go crazy and spend a thousand dollars on a ridiculously printed shirt that has tassels hanging off it. And you can do that because it will go perfectly with the pair of chinos that you already own. Yeah. But if you buy that and you've got a pink pattern, jacquard print, (laughs) <laughs> pant with a flare on one side and a pocket that's cut out like you can't pair those together yeah you know that's an exaggeration but that's what we do and i bet if you thought about it you've bought a coat that you thought oh look at this statement coat well what the fuck are you going to wear it with because you yeah. don't have anything mm. that all the other pieces are statement too mm. yeah oh i know the people who buy statement on statement Absolutely. i can picture them yeah it's horrific. but we i do it too i <laughs> used right to do here. it all the time <laughs> I was like, oh, a pink flared cutout jean pant. I have one of those. (laughs) I've got it on with my bright orange button down (laughs) shirt. With tassels. Do you know what I actually don't own? I realized the other day. I don't have a pair of blue jeans. I didn't until about a year ago either. But I'll tell you what, they're life changing. (laughs) I get it. I get the hype now. Yeah, Yeah. I could. I have to pop down to Levi's after this. It's probably the one piece of clothing, really, that's just lasted through the ages. Yeah, Yeah. it really has. Can I give you a really good tip? Absolutely. I 
could be wrong, but I think Cotton On has a new denim designer. Ooh. And their denim is really good. Great. At a really good price point. Quality is pretty good too. So that's just my little Hello, there's you. a reco. There you God, go. God, I've got a full notepad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. haven't taken one note. <laughs> I haven't seen your carpal. eyes divert from yourself in the screen. <laughs> getting carpal tunnel. So I guess then looking forward, what are some trends that are coming up that we should be across? Okay, so in my opinion, yeah. and I don't know that there's a lot of, you know, maybe people are already talking about this. I want your biased opinion, yeah, please. I'll give it to you. I think like... The Roaring Twenties was after, you know, World War One, mm-hmm. and what disco was after the Civil War and all of the, you know, major catastrophes that happened around that era. This time now is our disco, is our Roaring Twenties. So oh my God, how cool. Isn't it amazing? Like, we've had this shit show for two years. Yep. It's been absolutely horrible. We've all worn trackies and elasticized waistbands and... You know, no one's had a haircut, so everyone's wearing a bloody cap. Like, everyone is going to go crazy. The Mm. revenge heel is coming. Like, every girl is going to be at the club in the highest platform heel that they can find. And it's going to be embellished, and it's going to be a pop of color, and it's going to be fun, and it's exciting, and it's sexy. Okay. Clothes are going to be, you know, dresses are shorter, or there might be a bit of cleavage. It's going to be flirty. I think the whole neutral everything trend is gone. Mm-hmm. Or going. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if that's your brand identity, then, then fine, keep it. But I think you're just no like, longer on trend. <laughs> no, if, if that's you, that's you. But like, I think color is coming back with a vengeance. And Thank I'm God. all about it because I used to hate color. I was so yeah. against it for a while. But it's time to have fun. Like, this is our party era now. Everyone of this generation that has gone through this pandemic, like, we're all ready to go. What a great way to put it. I we, yeah I've heard this too that Roaring Twenty Twenties is about to hit Absolutely. and I can't wait. I personally love a color. You do pop of color. My um, last birthday I actually themed it bright colors, mm-hmm. just because I was like it'll be great for the photos. Blah blah blah. And Adrian showed up in an all white outfit with a khaki did. green hat. It was a pop of color. Was the theme? What pop was the pop? of color? My hat. That's green. Not a color. It's a shade. It was a forest green. Oh. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and white is a gorgeous, bright shade. I had a gorgeous, like, orange and pink acne, like, oversized button-down thing on. A style of the ball. <laughs> to go yeah, with did you have a statement pants. <laughs> and I rocked up as the... Yeah, and a high-high platform <laughs> embellished shoe. I rocked up as the bitter partner in white. <laughs> <laughs> so you just mentioned Kimmy before. And we mentioned a couple of looks from the Met and I really wanted to circle back and I think now's a great time. Yes. Can we just unpack some of these looks that we've seen in the last couple of weeks? Because I guess for us all in this like lockdown, nothing going on in the world, we were just like hanging off these like <laughs> me sitting on the couch photos. covered in potato chip crumbs ready to just oh that's disgusting <laughs> what was she thinking does she have a stylist <laughs> literally literally has she heard of cotton on's new designer oh, that's nice <laughs> can i ask first of all because i felt like i was struggling to get a grasp of the theme and yeah. i feel like most people did not really dress to theme this year hands up if you had to google what it was <laughs> My hand is up. Well, look, I Google it every year to fully understand it. And I don't even know if I still have a grasp on what this one, this year's one was. Mm. But I think at the crux of it is America. America. Yeah. And and you interpret that how you want, like what camp was the year before last. Mm. Um, and I think if you listen to some of the interviews of the, um, the celebrities talking about what they're wearing and why they've chosen that, mm-hmm. some of the looks make more sense. Yeah. Um, when they kind of unpack mm. you know mm. the, the decisions that went into choosing that and why it started a certain way it makes sense yeah um it is art it is art exactly some people decided to wear an american flag on their dress and yeah. you know power to them it's quite on the nose that one isn't it very yeah, yeah it's up my nose <laughs> it's in my brain some people also decided to dress as american football stars yeah well see i was okay with that See, we are talking about Sierra here. She was in a sequined green, like jersey, jersey style mm. vibes turned into a gown mm. with like a football clutch. Look, I think it's the costume exhibition at the Met. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think the people who are wearing a nice, pleasant dress that's for the Emmys red carpet, mm-hmm. they can go home and stay home. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd rather see a costume. 
yeah. and maybe not love it, but yeah. see that like this is the one day of the year, aside from maybe some of the music um, awards nights, yeah. shows and whatever, that you can just go balls to the walls crazy, have mm-hmm. fun with it, um, play, wear a costume, wear a piece of art. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say. So I appreciate Sierra's choice for that. I did, I will sort of give her a bit of credit in that. I'm pretty sure her husband is a footy player. There you and go. credit there you to go. him, I yeah. think. So anyway. It was other stuff like um, Elliot Page wearing that green boutonniere. I don't know if you saw that. And I was like, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> You're just wearing a black suit. Please explain. But apparently, obviously another Google of mine, mm. um, it was like this whole big throwback to um, Oscar Wilde and he used to wear them as like, yeah, right. you know, a mm-hmm. s- signifier that he was gay back in the day. And yeah. okay. a lot of entrenched American history and that one flower that would be invisible to most eyes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, there's stories behind most of the looks and mm. I appreciate them more for that. Mm. Yeah. At first glance, you're a bit like, eh. Yeah. And I mean, how how you know qualified are we to talk about these? <laughs> well, I've Style got Google, choices. So. Yeah, that's right. So let's. I want to hear some of your faves. All right, some of my faves, obviously Troy Sivan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did simple well. Yeah. Um, I love Kim K. You do? Did you? I did. Can we talk about the background of that? Because I think a lot of for a lot of people, it was just like, what the fuck? She and looks like a dementor. Yeah. She yeah. Does, the memes that we got from it were just like <laughs> fucking iconic. The actual silhouette and the actual um, dress itself, I didn't love. Mm-hmm. But I love the concept of it. And she said, what's more American than a t-shirt? And I thought, well, oath. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a black t-shirt, like at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's, it's costume. So what like, was Balenciaga like going for there when they did this look from Kim? Do you know? To be honest, I don't know. I think the their relationship is about pushing boundaries mm-hmm. or breaking down those walls altogether. Because whether you liked it or you didn't, she's the most talked about yeah. celebrity on that red carpet this year and every yeah. other year since. People still talk about when she wore the Givenchy um, couch. Yeah. Yeah. With the gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. people still talk about it today, yeah. and that was, like, 2013. She's yeah. the queen of She clicks, knows how to... She? Exactly. She just knows how to do it. And mm. I, I think she looked gorgeous. Yes, you couldn't see her face, but, my God, she looks stunning. It's It takes a certain kind of fame to have your entire body completely covered by fabric, and everyone still knows exactly who you are. And cause traction across the world. Well, I yeah. think yeah. that's kind of, like, the one thing that I did read when I was sort of, you know, that was exactly it. It was, like you don't need to even see her face to know who this person is and the impact that she has. And that's kind of, that was the whole look in itself. And I saw a meme, which I thought was quite funny about how she gets, you know, ridiculed for being like too sexy or overly provocative or whatever it might be. So she covers everything up and she's still ridiculed. What's more American than that? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's true. True. Like there it is. There it is. Who else? Who else? Should we play, should we play a bit of a, what are we going to call it? We'll do a toot, shoot, and boot. Yeah, sure. Toot, shoot, and boot. Yeah. Are we? We'll do shoot and boot, and whatever we love, we give it a shoot. Okay. Yeah. So, what are we doing with Kim? I give her a toot. She's getting a toot, toot. She's getting a toot, toot for me. Okay. Toot, toot. Move out of the way. Who's next on your little list? <laughs> on your little list. Um, <laughs> let's go with Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, when I first saw the look, I thought, oh, yeah, another pretty mesh. Mm. You know, gown, fully embellished, lovely. We've seen it done by her, Kylie, J-Lo, Beyonce, every other celebrity for the past 10 years, sure. But when I understood the story behind it again, oh my God, it's incredible. Collaboration with Givenchy um, obviously pays homage to um, Hubert, who styled... Uh, and made gowns for Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see that kind of marriage between modern and, you know, traditional and her dress, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a nod to my fair lady and it's incredible. One of my favorite looks. So I give that a shoot. A Ooh, shoot. That's the shoot. 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 That's my shoot of the, the night. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kendall is just the perfect girl to wear that, I feel, like mm-hmm. to pull that off. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of people disagree, but she is... What Audrey Hepburn was then of our modern era. Yep. Not to compare her to Audrey Hepburn, mm. but she's... Modern day lens. That's right. Yeah. Like, she's everything to The us. rain in Spain. Well, I want to know. That's a... <laughs> I want to say the rest, but I'm going to get it wrong. So <laughs> falls mainly in on the, the plane. <laughs> on the planes. Correct. Yeah. Well done. So I want to... I want to... Sh- what's the other one? A boot. I want a boot. All right. Give us a boot. 
Well, this is not how you play the game. How about I give you one and you give me your your? Yeah, go. Play. I All can right. do that. Billie Eilish. I'm gonna toot her. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I think she looked elegant. I yeah. think it was like really suited to her body and like everything. Absolutely. And it was not. She could have gone down a real like grungy sort of like typical Billy that we saw when she kind of hit our screens, and I think she, she didn't. just had her quinceanera. <laughs> like no, I love the dress, but she just became a woman. Yeah, like she rebranded <laughs> on one night. Yeah, totally. I also will toot her, but I just feel like I don't know if she was wearing a wig or if it was her real hair, <laughs> but it looked quite cheap. Yeah. The hair that she had on her head. <laughs> it did. I will agree with you. This is the issue that I had with that look. It's almost like if she turned around from the back, it could have been Meryl Streep. <laughs> or Trixie Mattel. <laughs> exactly right. I like what they were going for. Very Marilyn-esque. Completely. Sexy. Mm. Bombshell. 50s bombshell. Yeah. I liked it. Pin-up. Yeah. Two okay. for me too. Great. Who's next? What about Rihanna? The yeah. thing about Rihanna is that... If the world is waiting with bated breath to see what she's going to come out mm. for the Met Gala, right? And, that's and right. I was like, that's what I was doing at work, sort of one eye on... Refresh. One Refresh. eye on Diet Prada, <laughs> just waiting for the updates. Um, and then she's on the carpet and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great reveal of this huge coat, which was Balenciaga, is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and there was just no reveal. There was no reveal. <laughs> just a coat. In the end. She was she was wearing a, a, a very pretty um sleeping bag. Yeah. 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 One of those cool ones with Same. the wood. Yeah. Her and yeah. ASAP definitely had the like Kikons. It kind of just reminds <laughs> me of like Kikons at the sesh kind of vibes where you're just wrapped in like blankets and it's five AM. Grab a blanket, sit on the couch. Yeah. 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 Talk about our feelings. Absolutely. And Someone's doing the kebab run. But like you're wearing your nice clothes from the night out, it's still underneath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we just never really got to see. Look, I think it's um She's got expectations that she needs to completely uphold. Crippling. Mm. And you can't be an omelette every year. <laughs> I mean, you could, but she's chosen not to, yeah. and that's okay. Mm. But then now there's room to give us something next year. Mm. Totally. Yeah. No, she space. might be carrying a bit of COVID kilos under there, so she just wanted to cover up. I'd probably be doing something similar to like Billy or Rihanna. <laughs> I need something loose and flowy, please. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's just going to expand and balloon out <laughs> from the chest down. Totally. So, do we sh- a boot for me? Oh, we're booting. Just because she was crippled by the expectations of Rihanna's yeah, past. Yeah, you're so right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm impartial, but I'm going to give it a boot. A newt. <laughs> I'm going to give it a newt. <laughs> a yeah. newt. I'll newt it as well. <laughs> cool. Who's yeah. next? Um, what about Camila Cabello? Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> Next. Next. I was gonna say. Next. Can we all just say it together? Three, two, one. Boot. Boot. She looks like the drag queen that can't sew. That's exactly what <laughs> in she in the looks drag like. ball that's had to rip something off the fabric wall, and she just wrapped herself up in it and put some pegs in to hold it all Absolutely. together. Also hanging off my man, which just doesn't help oh, her. I'm not impressed by that at all. No. no. All right, little Nas. Oh. When the gays get gifted something, we we really reap it. Yes. We've had Gaga, we've had, you know, we've had our moments and we really got one this year. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. The the onesie at the end, like, was yeah. just yeah. huge. Yeah, it was the cherry on top. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It was very Gaga 2019 with yeah. the three looks. Absolutely. Look, if that was done instead of Gaga, that would be my shoot. Mm. But I was underwhelmed because I've seen this. Mm. Yeah. But still a total two. Yeah. Yeah. Total two. Total two. Well done, Versace. Absolutely. Donatella. Six for Donatella. (laughs) What about Donatella? Did we see Donatella's look? I did. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Again, it was one of those ones that when I heard about the story behind it, I liked it more. It was like an homage to apparently like some address or something that was really big for Versace back in the day Mm -hmm. that put them on the map, blah, blah, blah. It was nice. Yeah, I mean... I'm pursing my lips like Miranda Priestley watching um, the uh, new <laughs> runway show. Yeah, it's a no for me. It's a no. Get up, get up. <laughs> it's a boot, I yeah. say. Yep. Well, cool. did you, Age, have a favourite of the night that you want to touch on? Um, look, I don't actually have a favourite. I think we touched on a couple of the good ones. I did really love Normani. I thought she looked amazing yeah, in that stunning, gorgeous. kind of mustardy yellow <laughs> gown. Again, another ballooning from the hip situation. (laughs) Um, Leaning towards at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I did also really love the Beavers. I think they just looked kind of like, I know they were very simple, but they just kind of had a bit of swag about them. And I really, for a, 
I guess a male in a suit. I kind of like JB's look, like the the pants were baggy and like the top was like mm. you know a bit I cut off. I just feel like the Met Ball is not the time to just wear a suit. Mm. Is my take on I that. I agree, and I think this year more than ever we saw so many males on the red carpet just in a tux. Yeah, but do you it's like, think fuck it up? This is the night. If this you're a straight male night. though, do you want to fuck it up? Like if you're like for well, us, don't go then. Take gender and you know sexuality aside, like fuck it up. Yeah, but I just totally. don't know if like. Like, for us, we don't, you know, we would be, like, in the category of little nads. Like, we'd just fuck it up. I don't think I could see you in that outfit. No, don't put yourself in that category. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not seen Halloween 2019? Oh, I've seen it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) You can't unsee that. Um, Yeah, like, I just feel like I don't know if straight men really want to fuck it up that badly. I feel like they're just like, yeah, I'm happy in my suit. Mm. I'm wearing Balmain or Givenchy or whatever someone sent me. Well, don't come then. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I agree. I would happily have it just gays and girls if they're gonna actually <laughs> meet, if they're gonna actually make the brief. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Did you have a favorite? My favorite was Jeremy Pope. Speaking of the gays, ah, in Dion. I know Lee. he's wearing Dion Lee, which I was quite emotional about. You know, homegrown talent. Yeah. Also, just an absolute smoke show that guy is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really actually quite liked the look too. And there was a story behind it about like American cotton, cotton fields as well, which yeah. I kind of found out later. Do you think that they found the looks and then like, all right guys, let's sit around this table and discuss that we're going to bring this into America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we've got uh, an Australian designer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I just thought he looked so cool. And like, as, as we said, Tried something different. Yeah. Mm. He's fucking hot as. It's incredible to see. <laughs> I need to drive that point home. <laughs> it's incredible incredible to see all of these um, kind of pioneers just shifting what fashion looks like mm-hmm. and breaking down those gender barriers. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's been done for years. Like, we can name people that back to the 70s and 80s that have been doing this in pop culture, mm. but the how prevalent it is now is just incredible to see. I think it's something to be said for the black gay man as well. Because that narrative has been very, you need to still try and be as masked as possible. Absolutely. Um, And he's just And now we've got someone in a corset off the shoulder blazer with a train, like literally fuck it up. Like so good. Tears in my eyes. Yeah. Claps for the boys. Yes. The girls. Claps for the girls. (laughs) Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. I think we've covered lots of things, good and bad, do's and don'ts. Yep. Highs and lows. Prince and planes. The good, the bad, and the Camilla Cabellos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, yeah. what's next for you? Have you got anything big coming up on the horizon? That's a secret or... I'll never tell. No, oh. I do. Keep an eye out. Definitely keep an eye out. There's some big things coming up. Mm, Can't reveal serious. them at the moment. Um, but you may just see me... And give us a hint. Lingering around the television. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. Not just, not just a face for radio, it turns out. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, watch this space. That's, That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. I mean, lots of what we've already done, lots of new things. So. And if people want to find you, whereabouts uh, can you do that? At Aaron Mitchell Styling on Instagram. Beautiful. Perfect. Yes. Now taking wardrobe edits. Absolutely. For your for our Roaring 20... What is it called? <laughs> roaring 2021s? Roaring 2020s. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Huge. Pops of colour. <laughs> we'll all be styled by Aaron Mitchell. Just looking <laughs> You'll insane. be wearing a revenge heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime, darling. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for forgiving me after calling you a... Disney a princess, princess or something. <laughs> yeah. it, I, as long as I know that it wasn't referencing Camilla Cabello, <laughs> oh, God. I no. won't take too much offense. Oh, I'm not an asshole. Camilla's, Camilla's getting too much airtime for I my know, liking this <laughs> Well, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a follow or a subscribe, depending on what you're listening to us on, and a rating or a review if you're in Apple. Then, obviously, also, once you've given Aaron Mitchell Styling a follow, head to at Message on the Machine on Instagram because we post heaps of great content there between our episodes every single week. We sure do. Don't forget to also share it around. Tell a friend, tell your mum, tell your grandma, as I like to say. And other than that, good luck out there. Yeah, we'll see you at the next one. Bye.